Yudalid Amud Beis. New Mishnah. So I guess the first Mishnah talked about how a woman would be acquired as a wife. In general, the Rabbanu Shalom created the universe, created human beings, and human beings are independent entities. However, they have a relationship with one another. So the most basic relationship is a man and his wife. In other words, a woman agreeing to give over part of her independence to the man, and they, they build a union together. There's other examples where you'll have a human being having some sort of acquisition or... Um, um, prominence over another person. So the, the next example, as far as the Mishnayos are concerned, is a Evadivri. There is a concept of Avdus that a Jew can become, so to speak, somewhat in service to another Jew, um, both uh, male and female at different times. So an Evadivri, I underline, Nikna, and I squiggle underline Nikna, an Evadivri can be acquired Bekesef Ubishtar. Those are the uh, two means of acquisition that would work for a person to acquire an Evadivri. Vekona es atzmai, I squiggle in a line, Vekona acquires himself. Well, let's see, there's a whole list over here. Be shanim. So like at the end of six years, when six years are up, uh, he goes free. Ube yovel. If like the Jubilee year comes, uh, let's say it's only two, three years after he was sold, and suddenly it's a yovel year, he goes free. Or be giro'in kesef. He was sold for a certain amount of money. Most, most simple example, let's say he sold for the six years, and he was sold for $600. So each year that he serves these $100, let's say halfway through, he wants to pay off half of what he was sold for, like $300, he would be able to pay it off and get free. <coughs> That's as far as a male Jewish slave. Yeser alav ama underlined ama more than that would be a female Jewish slave, uh, <coughs> one of the ways that she can acquire herself is by um, reaching 12 with um, proper uh, signs of maturity, the two pubic hairs. Kama. We have this other example of the uh, Evid Ivri who had the bored ear. In other words, you take his ear, you put it in the mezuzah, you give him a little uh, piercing. Um, he's called a nirza. So I underline nirza. How, how do you acquire a nirza? Well, there's really only one way. It's through the ritzia ceremony. So a nirza nikna beritzia, and then one of these nirza evids who uh, had the uh, hole through the ear. How does he acquire himself? Kona es atzmo beyovel with a yovel ear comes he goes free. Uba misa or if the uh, master dies. Okay, and Mamisa Adon, he would not be bequeathed to the sons, the Nirza, that is, as opposed to maybe a regular Evid Ivri, who, if let's say he served a few years, his master dies, you know what happens? He doesn't go free. He would serve the sons for the remainder of the term. A, a regular Evid Ivri. Not a Nirza. Correct. Okay, says the Gemara. And we're going to harp on this point for quite a while, basically all of the today's shear. Evadivri nikna bekesef. Okay, you have an evadivri. How does a Jewish owner acquire evadivri? Well, with kesef. Minalan, where do we know that from? Well, the Pasuk says, this is Vaikra Chafhei, Pasuk Nun Aleph, Mi Kesef Miknasoy. When it talks about him being able to buy part of his servitude out, it says that he buys it from the kesef that was used to acquire him. 
Melame, that clearly indicates should nikna be kesef. That in the first place, it can be acquired with kesef. Now, we're going to have to see in the context, there's two types of Jewish slaves. You could be a male, Eved Ivri, or you could be an Ame Ivriya. There's also two types of owners. You could have Yankel, or Maishi, the owner, or you could have Skeeter, or Christopher, the owner. So you can even have a Jewish owner, or a non-Jewish owner. So in all these Mekaris, we're going to be looking, who are we referring to? Is it a female slave or male slave? And who's the owner? Ashkechan, so, okay, fine. We have a source for an Eved Ivri, and I underline these three words, Hanim Karlo Eved Kechavim, because the context there is where the master is a Gentile. Now, we had asked, how do you know that the Eved Ivri can be acquired with Kesef? Well, if the master is a Gentile, Gentiles are more limited in what they're able to use as a Kenyan. Basically, they don't have as many options as Jews do. However, comma, how do you know that a Jewish slave can be sold to a Jewish owner, Nimkar Yisrael, Minalan? Where would we know that from? Well, Amar Kra, the Pasuk says... Uh, regarding some sort of Jewish uh, slave, da, and you should redeem, you redeem by paying part of the money. What would she do, this uh, Jewish slave girl? She can um, take away or subtract from how much uh, is still owed to redeem her and go free. So that's how you know if the owner is Jewish, that's in the context of a Jewish owner, that she can do that and go free. And I keep saying she, because that's in the context of a Amivria. So Ashkechan, and I underline now these two words, Amivria. Okay, fine. So we have a precedent for an Amivria, uh, the original Kenyan Kesef, because she can redeem herself partially through her servitude, through whatever of the Kesef value is left. Hayal umikadsha bekesef. Kind of makes sense. Because back to what we did in the first parak, how, how do you acquire, how does a regular Jewish man acquire a regular Jewish wife? With Kesef. So, since like if she was getting married to a guy, Kesef would work. If she's being sold as a slave, it also makes sense as Kesef would work. But Everett Ivrim, no, we haven't had any precedent of a Jewish man being acquired using Kesef. So where would we know a Jewish man, in this case, as an Eved, Amar Kra? Well, the Pasuk says, this is, um, now, one more differentiation we want to just point out. If a person wants to sell himself into servitude, can he? Yeah, he can sell himself into servitude. If a person, let's say, uh, he just couldn't resist, he broke into his neighbor's house, stole something, then he got caught, doesn't have the money to pay back. You know what happens? Bastin comes in and sells him. So there's two types of Jewish males who could be sold. A Jewish male who sold himself and a Jewish male who was forced into servitude to pay off his uh, theft debts. So the Pasuk over there, which, by the way, is in the context of Bastin selling the Jew, ki macher lecha, if it happens to be sold to you, achicha ivri, a Jew, a male Jew or female Jew, ve'avdecha sheish shanim. So what do you see? A connection between... Male Jewish slave and female Jewish slave. Makish, a hekesh, ivri, le ivriah. Now, the reason we can make this drasha is the word ivriah is basically superfluous in that pasuk. Why? Can Basin sell a woman? Actually, Basin can't sell them. The only one who can sell a little girl into servitude is her daddy. Basin never can. Basin can sell a man who's an adult who stole and doesn't have money to pay back. And therefore, it does say ivriah. What do we do with it for this drasha to connect ivri to ivriah? Jewish slave man to Jewish slave 
woman. Okay, but again, that's in the con. Uh, still, you haven't the question. Can he sell the ivriya? Can how's he buying ivriya? We're just looking at this point. How do we know kesef is an institution that would work? You know how it works because this pasuk, which equates ivri to ivriya, just like ivriya, we know for sure kesef would work with her. So, and we know that because she can buy herself out, so too it would work with Ivri. But that's in the context of Ashkechan Machru Beistin. I know that Machru Beistin. So fine, that's as far as if he was sold by Beistin. And it kind of makes sense because, listen, he can go kicking and screaming, but he has to pay back that debt, and Beistin can force him into servitude. How, though, do you know, Mokhar Asmin, how do you know a man who didn't steal? who just wants to sell himself, that Kesev is a means by which he can be acquired as an Eved Ivri? Well, Yolif, Sachir, Sachir. He learns the Gezeira Shava of Sachir, Sachir. Now, what's the Gezeira Shava Sachir, Sachir? In the Rashi, if you scoot across into the Rashi, about, I'd say, six lines down from where we are, first two words on the line are Sachir, Sachir. I actually fireboxed that Sachir, Sachir, Dibur Masra in the Rashi. So we're going to uh, really be dealing with this really the rest of today's shir. What's the sacher sacher? So, Neamar, and we're going to read the Rashi inside. Neamar, it says, and I underline these two words, by Meicher Atzmai, Ki Achicha, if your uh, brother falls into debt, Venimkar, um, Ke Sacher, and I squiggle under on the word sacher, like a sacher, Ke Toishav that's how he should be with you. So you see the term sacher by a person who sells himself into servitude, a Jewish man. Kama, v'nemar b'machru beistin, underline machru beistin, it says by a, uh, a person who's forced into servitude uh, by the beistin, uh, quote, ki mishneh schar sachir, and I squiggle on that word sachir, and that's the famous k'zereshava sachir sachir, what we know by one, we apply by the other. Okay, so how do you know a mocher atzmo? Uh, that will be the case, because just like if Bastin sold him, Kesef is an institution which would work, so too if he sold himself. Okay, and all that is based on what? The Gemara, and this is going to preoccupy the Gemara till the end of the Shear, till the bottom of the next Amud, says, okay, that's great if you have that Gzeir Shava Sacher Sacher. Hanich Lemand Yolif Sacher Sacher. Kama. Ela Lemand Yolif. According to the opinion that doesn't use this as a Gzeir Shava Sacher Sacher, Kama Maikala Maymar. Like the answer was because you have the Xerashava Sakha Sakha. Let's see you don't learn that as Xerashava. Well, there's one more possible place you could learn it from. Amar Kra. The Pasuk says. Now this Pasuk is by a person who sells himself, not to Chaim Yankel or to Maishi, but to a guy. A Jew has the ability to sell himself, male Jew to sell himself in service, he sells himself to them. And the Pasuk there doesn't say ki sasig, like if you get enough money and then you can buy yourself out. Rather it says ve ki sasig. I double underline the vav. That vav connects the parsha before to that parsha afterwards. Moisif al inyan rishain made elyon mi tachtoin. What's the elyon that we're learning to teach to the tachtoin? So the Pasuk, um, which Rashi quotes, Rashi is about eight lines below where we are. The last two words of the line, the Dibur Masqarash is Chisasig. We'll see uh, that one inside. Now, 
what is this mandamar using kisasik for? The same thing we use sacher sacher for to connect a mocher atzmo to a mocher basin. So says Rashi, kisasik is bemocher atzmoi. Underline that to an oivet koychavim, which is what we know as a given he can do. Can a person sell himself to a koychavim? Yes. Kama v'samchu al parshas, and that was connected to the previous topic to being discussed in the pesukim of. So we connect to 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 Yisroel. And we learn So the final step, which was a person who sells himself not to a Gentile owner, but to a Jewish owner. How do you know Kesef works? Because it says um, connecting the paragraph before to the paragraph after, connecting the paragraph of the Nimgar Atzmai to a Goy, to our issue of Nimgar Atzmai Le Jew. Okay, and we said uh, that works for the Mandamer who doesn't want to learn Sacher Sacher. He said it's great if you learn Sacher Sacher, if you don't, then you have the Vichy Sasig. Who is that masked Tana who doesn't learn? Sacher, Sacher. And we're going to search high, we're going to search low. I don't think we find him. There is a ton out there, but let's go for it. Uman Tana. I put a, let's see, big adult. I put a number one in the margin over here. This is going to be the first attempt to figure out who is that Tana. Delo Yolif, Sacher, Sacher. When we get a little bit more than halfway down on Tes Vav Amud Aleph, we will have... Um, Say about maybe 56% of the way down, 58% of the way down the Yomud. It's long Yomud. First one line is Aval. And the middle of the line, it says the word Ella. And I don't usually pull this marking out of the hat, but we'll do a double squiggle underline on that word Ella. This is the word Ella Mantana Ella Mantana Sacher. After we go through all of that, the Gemara is going to go, well, then who is the Tana? Because we are not going to be able to find them for the first attempt. So there's a two. It's a two. Number two in the margin and a double squiggle underline. And then this is an easy uh, point of reference. On the bottom line, it says the word Ella. That would have to be a double squiggle underlined Ella. And a number three in the margin. And once again, the Gemara is going to ask, well, then who is that Tana who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher? That's that is a question at the Shabbos table. Who is the Tana who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher? <laughs> Make it his homework for the next week. All right, so starts the Gemara. Who is that Tana who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher? Well, hi Tana who does Sanya. Here's the Gemara's first attempt. Back in the middle of uh, Yodalama Bays. This Brisa goes for about nine lines and starts here. Now there's going to be two Tanaic opinions in this Brisa. And we have uh, two categories of slaves. You have the slave who's sold by the based in to cover some uh, theft that he doesn't have the money to cover, or somebody who can sell themselves. One's called the Moichar one's called the Moichar Beis. So we're going to bring out four different dinim that the Pasuk says specifically, apparently, by either one or the other, that we say does not apply to the other. So here's number one. A person who's selling himself can sell himself into servitude. I underlined Moichar this is in the uh, Brisa. Hai Tanahu de Sanya. First words in line are Hamaycharatzme. Person sells himself. He can sell himself for 
six years or sell himself for more, ten years if he wants. As opposed to, and I underline the Makru Basin, when Basin sells somebody to pay the debt, th- there's no like option of years. It's only Elanimkar Elalashesh. Enonimkar Elalashesh, only for six years. Kama. Second issue, number two, Hamaikar Atzmai, underline Atzmai, a person who sells himself into servitude, Eno Nirza. That whole ceremony of going to the doorpost and banging the uh, thing through the ear doesn't apply. Only a makru bastin and a makru bastin, if he's sold by bastin, Nirza has that as an option. Kama. Another thing that's mentioned in the Psukim is a nice grant that is given to the slave upon him achieving his freedom. What type of slave? Meicher atzmai, and Meicher atzmai, if he sold himself into servitude, ain't manikin loy. Should not be expecting any big windfall of cash from his master when he goes free. As opposed to, and I'd like Machru based in, manikin loy. There, it is proper and recommended by the Psukim that there be a nice grant. Kama. And finally, the fourth point, and I'd like Meicher atzmai, Meicher atzmai to servitude. Does his master say, uh, hey, uh, slave, come here, meet Christina? You are going to be making babies with Christina. Can he do that? No. He cannot be given a shifcha kenayin. By the way, if he does sleep with shifcha kenayin and has babies, you know whose kids they are? They're slaves. They stay the masters. They make, make baby slaves. So cannot do that if he's a as opposed to underline machru bastin. If he has been sold by bastin, there is that concept that the master can give him a female shifcha kenanis to make baby slaves. Rabbi Moisla shifcha kenanis. Those are the four cases. Kama Rebelazar, who we boxed, is a second snake opinion, says, no, no, no. What applies to one applies to the other. Aymer Zevezeb, both, whether Basin sold him or he sold himself, Eino Nimker Lashesh, it's only for six years. Vizev is a Nirsen, both of them have this ceremony of uh, uh, um, uh, uh, boring the ear if uh, that's uh, requested by the slave. Vizev is a Manikinloi, both of them are entitled to financial grants when they leave. Vizev is a, and both those types of slaves, Rabbi Moisele Shifakananis, the master can give over Shifakananis to that slave. That's the End of the Tanaic source. Okay, why are we bringing this in? Because we're looking for who is that Tana who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher. So, suggests the Gemara now, my Laba Kamifligi. Can we not say that this Machlokos that we just saw between the Tanakama and Rabbi Elazar is based on the following? Colon, the Tanakama, I underlined, lo yalif Sacher Sacher. The Tanakama doesn't learn Sacher Sacher. That's why what we see applies to one type of Evid will not apply to the other. Whereas, Kama, Rebbe Eliezer, who we underline, does Yolif learn Sacher Sacher. And therefore, if the Torah tells us it applies by one of the type of Adam, it would also apply to the other. So who then would be the Tana that does not learn Sacher Sacher? The Tana Kama, whoever that Tana Kama is. Says the Gemara, well, actually, no. Amarav Tivyumi Mishmei that actually in this Tanaic source, Everyone, Rabbi Lezer, Tanakam, they all learn it, so we are going to have to go searching for who is that Tana who doesn't learn it. However, what then is the Machalkos based on over here? Why on these four issues does the Tanakama say it applies only to one type of Evid and not the other, whereas Rabbi Lezer says you apply everything across the board? And that's what the Gemara is going to deal with point by point. It's going to go over each one of the four, and it's a machlokas and how you darshan the psukim between Tanakama versus Rebbe Lazar, as we'll see now. Vahacha, the Tanakama versus Rebbe Lazar, Baha, Bahai Krakamifligi. Now, what I did is I put a 
number one in the margin, maybe a Roman numeral one. This is going to be, remember we had four points in the Brisa. Now we're going to go over very, um, in a very structured way, each one of the points. So I put a number, Roman numeral one in the margin here. Four lines from the bottom. First word line is Das. So I put a Roman numeral two. On Tesvav Medalev, nine lines down. Last word on the line is my Taima. I put a Roman numeral three. Tanakama. My Taima is Tanakama. Yeah, that would be uh, there. And then uh, 11 lines below that, there is another last term on the line, my Taima. And I put a Roman numeral four there. So we're going to go each one of the four issues. If both of those Tanoim, Tanakama and Rabbi Lezer, learn Sacher Sacher, then what's going on with those four issues? Why the Tanakama says they applied only one, not the other, and uh, Rabbi Lezer says not. Well, so let's see. Baha'i Krakamifliki, it's always going to be a Machlokas in how you darshan the Psukim. So let's do the first one. The Hacha, Tanakama is Rabbi Lezer, Baha'i Krakamifliki. So, First point. My time is the Tanakama. Why is it then that the Tanakama said, Da'amar, Ma'icharatz ma'inimkar l'sheish, v'yeser al-sheish, that a person sells himself, could be for six years, could be for ten years. Why? Mi'et rachmana gavi machru beistin. Because the Pasuk limits that the sale term can only be six years to a case of machru beistin. When the Pasuk says, quote, Va'avdecha, and he will serve you, the Jewish slave, Sheish Shanim. That's in the context of a Meicher Beistin. He will serve you, Sheish Shanim. Ze, that's the Machru Beistin. Velo Machru Asma. As opposed to Machru Asma, if he wants to console himself for six years, if he wants to console himself for eight years. Okay, that's the way he learns it. That Pasuk says Va'avdecha. Not Va'avad, but Va'avdecha. Specifically him, him and Adam Eichratzmai. Kama. Ve'idach. Well, what would Rabbi Elazar do with that Pasuk? Well, Rabbi Elazar would tell you that that Pasuk, Ve'avdecha, and he will serve you, is coming to tell you something else. Ve'avdecha, quotation marks, is Lecha, you, Velo, Le, Yoresh. Not your heir. Because he will not serve a... Um, Son, we're not talking about here. We're talking about second generation or second degree removed, like a daughter or a brother. Son is going to be something else. Son is like almost viewed as a direct continuation of the father. But if there are no sons, the Evid will not serve them, as opposed to other monetary assets that would be inherited by those others. This is a Mokha This is a... Correct. That's what he, he learns from the Avdecha. That va'avdecha serve you and not a yarsh. Ve'idach, v'tana kama. What would the tana kama do with this pasuk? Uh, well, the tana kama would tell you that limud that you do not serve second degree relatives if the master dies. You learn it from a different va'avdecha. Va'avdecha achrina ksiv. Ve'idach. Well, then what would Rebelazar do with that extra va'avdecha? Well, Rebelazar would tell you, where's there an extra va'avdecha? The va'avdecha word there is not there to be darshan. You need it for the pashat pshat in the pasuk. Ha'hu, that va'avdecha 
is lahartsaas adoin hu daasa. Hartsaas adoin ve'avdecha. Rashi says the bottom one line from the bottom of Rashi, I guess, uh, two lines up. Hartsaas adoin lahartsaas al haanakai that. Just give the guy a nice financial gift when he's leaving you. That it shouldn't be so difficult like he was working for you. Give him a $10,000 grant if you got it. So Rebbe would say that's coming to tell you Hartzas Odoin Hudasa. Is it darshanable, that extra Vavdecha term? No. It's there to tell you, give him a nice grant. Okay, that was the first issue. That was that the Nimkar Atzmai is Nimkar Lashesh or more than Shesh, but not the Mahru Basin. Second uh, point mentioned in the Bryce up above, my time at the Tanakama, the Amar Maikar Atzmai, Eno Nirza. Okay, the Tanakama had said that this uh, boring ear ceremony is not a possibility by a Mokhar Atzmai, only by a Mokhar Basin. Why? Well, Mide. When it comes to the Machru Bastin case, there's a specific term which comes to Mamayate to tell you a Machru Bastin has the near to possibility, but not a Mechratzmai. The Pasuk says, Veratsa Adoinav es Aznoi, I double underline the word Vav, Bemartseya. It says over there, and the master will bore his ear with an awl or with a, uh, a nail that comes to tell us, It's his ear that would be a machru basin and not the other type of evid who would be a machru atzmai. Ve'idach. What would Rebbe Lazar do with that, his ear, that Aznoi word? Hahu, l'gzeira shavu Well, he uses that word to teach us the following zera shava de sanya. Bryce, it goes for two and a half lines. And fittingly enough, it's authored by Rebbe Elazar. Now, it's interesting that the, the Gears wasn't clear whether in the beginning it was Rebbe Elazar or Rebbe Eliezer. Even if it's Rebbe Elazar, he could say, I'm using it for the same drasha that Rebbe Eliezer used it from, but it was certainly if it was Rabbi Eliezer, it would go Lashita Soi. Rabbi Eliezer, Oimer, Minayin Leritzia Shiba Oizilimonis. Let's say the guy says, uh, I think I'd look good with a pierced left ear. You know what we tell him? Sorry, buddy. When we're going to do this um, uh, uh, ceremony, it's going to be in the right ear. How do you know it's in the right ear? Rabbi Eliezer, Minayin Leritzia Shiba Oizilimonis. Well, you make a Gzeira Shava. Nemar Kana says over here, Oizin, Venemar Lahalan. Now the halon over there is by a mitzayra. By a mitzayra, where does he have the application on to, on which ear? It's the right ear. So just like over there, malahalon yamin, it's his right ear. So too, when you're going to make a hole in the ear of the evet, it has to be yamin. And where does he know that from? From the oznoi word. So he has the oznoi word to teach us that zereshava that ear means right ear. Vidach. Okay, the Gemara now asks, well, where would the uh, Tana Kama know that important piece of information from? Because he already uses the term Oznoi for something else. Well, actually, he could learn both things from the term Oznoi. 
Im Kenevu is only coming to teach us one of them, Lemakra Oizen, just the word Aleph Zion Nun. Kama my oznoi his ear? We can learn both things. We could learn that it's the right ear, and we could also learn that it's his and not a Meicharatzmai. Oh, for Rebbe Lazar, wouldn't Rebbe Lazar be able to learn a double drusha from that? To teach you the following. Rebbe Lazar would say that you need the term his ear, not just ear, but his ear, to teach you that this concept of making a hole in the ear to stay longer, his ear, there's no concept. Let's say a father sells his daughter at like age four into servitude, which he could do. Come six years later, can the little girl say, I want to go free? No, no, there's no concept of that when it comes to a female in Ama Ivriya's ear. Vidach, where would the Rabbanon know that from? Well, the Rabbanon would say, just look at the way the Pasuk describes the scenario. It says, Nafka la mi quote, Vim yoimar ha eved. If the eved says, I love my master, I want to stay around, I like it here, I don't want to go, it's specifically eved v'loyama. That's only in the context of a male Jewish slave, not a female Jewish slave. Vidav, Rebel Azar, what would he say to that? Why would you need to say Vim yoimar ha eved? Well, mi bayalei, Rebel Azar would say, need that to tell you, ad shi yoimar keshehu eved. This whole opportunity to stay longer. He still has to be an Evid. It can't be that the six years are up, he moves out, and like a month later he decides, you know, I really want to go back. No, no, th- there's no possibility there. If you're still an Evid, like you're the end of your term, almost ready to finish, that's when you can say it. But once the term is up, it's too late. Can't go back and say it. Vidah, the Rabbanan. Where would they know that from? Me, Evid. Ha Evid. I double underline the hey nafka. They would learn that from the extra hey by the Evid term that listen, the guy who wants to stay longer than six years, that's fine, but he has to be an Evid when he takes up that option. It can't be that he already was freed. Vidach, what would Rebel do with the extra hey? He'd say, Hey, that's not darshanable, or you should say it's not significant enough, the extra hey to be darshanable on its own. Evid ha evid, lay darish. Period. The third issue, says the Gemara, my time of the Tanakama, who said what? What was the third issue? There's this, Torah talks about giving a nice big financial grant. Why is it that a Mokhar Atzmo, if he sold himself, he doesn't get that? Well, because again, it's a special mute in the Pasuk, which is in the context of one who was sold by the Basin. Pasuk says there, quote, Ha'anek ta'anik Lo, thou shalt surely give a grant to him, which we darshan to mean to him, that's by the guy who was sold by Bastin, the lo, the other type of guy, the mochor atzmai. Kama, v'idach, okay, back to Rebbe Elazar. What would Rebbe Elazar say that you use from the term lo? How do you darshan it? Hahu, he would tell you me by a for the following drasha. Lo, velo leyorshav, and not to his heirs. So the concept of Manikinle uh, is to him and not to, let's say he passed away. You know, a lot of times you have a slave and he's got his kids there and you get close to the kids. Maybe the grant, give to the slave. And if the slave is dead, give the grant to the kids. Like we're going to them anyway. Like you like the kids. They're cute. They helped out. No, it's a grant specifically to him, not to his Yorshav. Now the uh, Girsa of the Gra has a slightly different, we'll, we'll go with that for now. 
the Gersa of the Groris in Vidach and the Rabbanan, where would they know that from? That the grant is specifically to the Evid and not to the Evid's children? Well, says the Gra, the Gersa says, Trey Lo Ksivi. It actually says the word Lo twice. So we have one of them that could use for this Russia. Vidach, well, what would Rebbe Lazar do with the extra Lo word? Haumi Bayele to teach the following Lo. So basically the Gra replaces those two lines in the Gemara from where the little Aleph is to directly where the Ella is, and we'll read now in, back to the Gemara, Lo, Imagine if this guy had a debt. The master, when he frees the slave, is supposed to give a grant, let's call $10,000, to the slave. The slave, he worked up, I don't know, let's say a $10,000 gambling debt. He's got a gambling issue, whatever the reason is, but he owes money. You might think that the fellow who is owed the money from the slave can come directly to the master and say, listen, you need to pay the slave $10,000. He's going to have to turn around and pay it to me. Just pay it directly to me. So lo, the Pasuk says no to him, the master gives the grant, and not to somebody that the slave owes money to. Now, why would you think some guy comes knocking on your door? Hey, listen, um, you owe Bob $50 and Bob owes me $50. Just pay it directly to me. Does that work? Actually, it does. Because the famous Shibuda de Reb Since in general, we hold like Reb Nassan to Sanya. Reb Nassan, in very simple terms, is if A owes B and B owes C, C can go directly to A to get the funds. Minayin says Reb Nassan. This is a price about two and a half lines. Minayin lenoshi bechaveray mana bechaver bechaveray. That if A owes B a hundred and B owes C a hundred, Minayin shemait C in lezevin eisin. So you can give it directly from A to C. Tamulaymar because the pusk in the context of paying back that which is owed says Venasan la asher ashemloi, not to the one that he borrowed the money from, but to the one that he ultimately might be responsible to. Okay, so lo velola balchayvay. Asa comes along, says the Gemara, the term lo by the grant given by the master to the slave to la'afuke to exclude that. And as even though normally we hold of the Shibuta de Reb that C can come and get the money directly from A, in this case it wouldn't work. In the case where the money is being given by the master to the slave, the slave owes somebody else, that somebody else would not be able to come and say, just give the money directly to me. Vidach. The Tanakama, what would he say about this? Well, the Tanakama would say, that's great, that's what Reb Nassan holds, but we don't hold like Halach Lamaisa practically like Reb Nassan. Ba'al Manami, like Reb Nassan. It's only Reb Lazar who holds of the Shibuta de Reb Nassan as being a valid approach, not the Tanakama. Fourth point, my time the Tanakama, Da'amar, Meicharatzmain, Rabba Meicharatzmain, why is the guy who sells himself? Why can't the master hand over, like, uh, your nighttime job is you're going to sleep with Christina and make me baby slaves? Why not? Well, because meet Rahman Agabi Machruhu based in. There's a special mute. Again, all four of these are because of a mute in the Psukim. So it's in the context of a Machru based in, Machru based in, and only Machru based in. Why? What does it say about master giving over Shifra uh, Kanainis to his uh, Jewish slave? Says the Pasuk by Machru based in, Im Adoinav. Yitain loy, I double underline the word loy, Isha. If his master gives him a female to make baby slaves with, lo, the lo who's the low coming to exclude him and not a guy who sold himself into servitude. Okay? Vidach, 
the, the ping pong like we did in the previous three, we'll do here also again. Well, what would Rabbi Elazar do with that word lo? Well, he would say that the word lo is baal korchoi. Um, basically, you don't have a choice. Same way if you're working for somebody and he says, listen, you're going to be um, needing challah. We're having 150 guests. You have to need, you have to, that's the work you have to do. So too, if the master says, meet Christina, you're going to be making baby slaves with her, there's no option to say no. V'idach and the Rabbanan, where would we know that from? Where did the Rabbanan know that it's not a choice that the slave has, whether he's going to do this or not? Well, he would learn this from the Rabbanu would learn that from the puzzle that says, quote, Ki Mishneh Schar Sachir Nafka. Mishneh is almost a lesson of uh, double. You're a double slave. You work during the day, and you also work at night sometimes. Desanya, like we see in the following brisa. This brisa goes for two words plus another six lines. Pasuk says, this is our Pasuk, Ki Mishneh Schar Sachir Avdecha. It's Pasuk Yud Ches there in Dvarim Tesvav, Pasuk Yud Okay, let's make a duke from that. When you have a hired hand, you hire some guy. You pay him, Where does he, when does he work? During the day for you. However, if the person is your Eved Ivri, he could work for you, the master, during the day. And during the night. Now, that sounds like you basically put him on two 12-hour shifts, right? You have him working in the factory 10 hours in the morning, and then you have him working in the field uh, 10 hours in the evening. Now, is that possible? Are you going to just be able to put him to work essentially 24 hours a day? You can't do that. Do you possibly think that there's a possibility? It's a fellow Jew. And you're going to be able to work him till like, he, he, he can't work anymore? But like Farnamar, the Pasuk clearly indicates that that's not the context in which we allow a Jew to be sold to another Jew into servitude. Because the Pasuk says, Ki loy imach. It's got to be pretty good for this Evet. And we darshan that to mean, Imcha b'machal, Imcha b'mishta. They're basically, slave eats what the master's eating. And slave drinks what the master's drinking. Okay, therefore... What does it mean to work for the other at night? It's not a night shift that he has to do with like another eight-hour job. You know what his night shift is? He has to have relations with the shift of and make baby slaves. Okay, um, that's where the Rabbanu would learn it from. V'idach, Rebbe Lazar, what would he do with that? So he would tell you, well, one second, if we only had that makar, ime hasam, Listen, you go to your slave, listen, Moishi, I know this is a little bit unusual for you, but we're going to give you a, uh, uh, a shifcha and you're going to make baby slaves. Okay, I would have thought if he agrees, fine, but if he says, I'd really prefer not to do that. I might have thought to say that you can't force him. Kamash Malan, this is the mucker that, no, if that's what the master wants, that's what the master is entitled to ask the slave to do, and the slave has to do it. This was really the last, since about 10 lines from the bottom of the previous Amud, a side point. Because we're asking a basic question. Who's the Tan who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher? So we, we tried to say that it was this Tana, and really it isn't. So the Gemara comes back and says, Ella, rather, Man Tana Sacher, back to the bigger issue. Who is that Tana? We're looking for a Tana who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher. In other words, who doesn't say that a Mocher Atzmo and a Mocher based in that you can equate the Halachas of the two. Who is that? 
Disanya. Haitanahu Disanya. This is a almost five line um, brisa. Says the brisa. Um, by a person who is a slave who's going free because it's the jubilee year. He goes free. Pasuk says, Vishav el mishbachtoi. And he goes back to his uh, family. Amrallah has been Yankiv. medaber. Who? Who is this Jewish slave who's going back to his family? E, I squiggle, underline the word E and underline If it's the type of Jewish slave who had sold himself into servitude, well, we don't need the Pasuk to tell us that. Harek Faramor, we have another Pasuk that tells us that. E, I squiggle underline this word E. Benirza, and underline Benirza. If it's the type of Eved who had his ear bored, and that's why he's there as an Eved, he also Harek Faramor. So then what is the Pasuk here in Vayikra Chafei? By the way, you want to know this is Pasuk Mem Aleph. Why is it in Pasuk Mem Aleph? Ha'ena kas medaber ela it's got to be a guy who's a Jew who was sold by the Basin. What are you telling me that Yovel releases him? You know what? He was sold, let's say, two or three years before the Yovel. How many years is the standard sale? Six years. Oh, look at this. Comes along Yovel. You know what happens? Yovel might see The Yovel sets him free. So I guess the lesson learned from that is that if you're going to steal something, you shouldn't. But if you do, and you know you don't have the money to pay back, do it like, I don't know, a few weeks before. Make sure you get caught also a few weeks before the Yeovil year. Okay. Now, why are we bringing that, Brisa? Because we're looking for who's the Tana who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher. If you were to think that the author of that Tanaic source does learn it, Lamali, why would you need to have the special pasuk of Vishavel Mishpachtoi? Nalif Sacher Sacher. Say if it applies to Meicharatzma, it would apply to a Macher Basin. Oh, must be that this is the Tan who doesn't learn Sacher Sacher. Well, our search ends, except the next line of the Gemara says no. He does learn Sacher Sacher, the author of that Tanaic source, and why would he need a special Pasuk by a Meicher Beistin? Ve'itzterich. Salk, I might have thought to say, Meicher Atzmai, Hudloy of Asura. Did the Meicher Atzmai do anything essentially wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. He wanted to sell himself into servitude for whatever reason, preferred it that way. Aval Machru Beistin. Did Machru Beistin do something wrong? Yeah, he was, a, he was like a, a, a thief. He stole from other people. Da'avar isura, I might have thought to say, niknese. You know what? Imagine some guy, he's a compulsive thief. He steals from numerous people. He's sold by the base tin. How many years before Yovel? I don't know, two years before Yovel. So you might think that type of guy, we got to keep him in servitude for at least six years. Niknese, and make it so that Yovel will not free him? Kamash Milan, that's why we need the Pasuk to tell us that. Period. Amar Mar. Let's see if we can get down to the uh, bottom line and then we'll uh, take a break. The Brysa had said, this was about seven lines ago. Um, we kind of glossed over it at the time. We had a phrase, Veshavel Mishpachtai, he goes back, but this is by, uh, during the Yovel year. And we said, well, if it's by a Meicharatzmai, we already know that from somewhere else. And if it's by a Nirza, we already know that from somewhere else. So here's the quote from that uh, right angles, five words, Ibn Nirza, Harek Faramor. Where is it that Anirza we're told that he's one who gets set free with Yovel? My he. Well, Desanya. The following Brysa goes for almost three lines. It's basically three lines minus a word. 
did we mention about eight, nine lines ago that Vayikra Chafhei, where, where that Pasuk was, that Veshav El Mishpachtoi? That was in Vayikra Chafhei Pasuk Mem Aleph, verse 41. This is Pasuk Chafhei, but it's Pasuk Yud. And it says over there, Veshavtem Ish. Similar type of thing. It's talking about the uh, the year comes and the man, I squiggle underline Ish, goes back to his ancestral holding, back to his family. Which man? Who are we talking about? Which Evid? Which type of guy? Well, E, I squiggle underline the E, if it's a case of a guy who sold himself, Hare Kfar Amor. We already have the Pasuk that tells us by a Meicharatzma. It says, Ad Shnasa Yovel Yavoy Kama, E, I squiggle under this word, E, B'machruhu, based in, if you're going to say it's a Machru based in, well, we saw that Pasuk about 10 lines ago, Harei Kfar Amor, that's where it says, Veshavel Mishpachtoi. Ha, Eina Kasamidaber, so then in Pasuk Yud, when it says, Veshavtem Ishel Achuzosoi, what's that referring to? It must be Elabe Nirza. It's the Nirza. The guy who, he worked for six years. And then he had the ear-piercing, boring ceremony where he becomes a nirza. And then two or three years later, that Yovel will set him free. Okay. That's the end of that Tanaic source. From the combination of this Brysa and the one that we had about seven, eight lines ago, you see that when the Pasuk is talking in Pasuk Mem Aleph, that's by a Meicher based in, and here in Pasuk Yud, that's by a Nirza. Now, neither of those Psukim are clearly one way or the other. So the Gemara is going to ask now, my Mashma, how do you see that? That the Pasuk Mem Aleph is referring to including a Meicher based in, that he goes free in a Yovel year, and how do you see in Pasuk Yud that a Nirza goes free in a Yovel year? Because in the Pasuk Yud that we had, the first wide line in the second brisa. What did it say? It said v'shavtem elachuzasai. Shavtem ish, ish is what the pasuk says, and that's how we know that that is referring to a nirtza. Ezu davar, and how do we know it's referring to the nirtza? Why does ish indicate nirtza? What is the type of thing? Shenoyik beish veinoyik beisha. What's the type of thing that applies to a man Jewish slave, but not a female Jewish slave? There's no concept of taking the female Jewish slave and having her ear pierced next to the door. There's no Ritzia. It's only by a man. Okay, that's how we know that's the one that's referring to the Nirza. And you have to tell me by both of them. Why not just tell me either by the Nirza or by the Machru Basin? I would say it applies to the other. No, you have to tell me by both. Why? Because if you only would have had the puzzle to tell me one of them, I wouldn't necessarily have said it applies to the other. If the Pasuk had only told us that the Jubilee year frees no matter when it comes by a Machru based in, underline Machru based in, I would have thought to say, Mishum Deloi Matai Zmane. You know why? You know what the year, Jubilee year, like the time hasn't come yet, Jubilee year frees him. Aval Nirza, who's the Nirza guy? He was already had his chance to be free. His six years were up. And you know what he said? I want to stay. I like it here. I like my master. I like this place. Aval Nirza, Dematois Mane, his time already came and still he wanted to stay. Amai might have thought to say, Niknese, we should consign him. We should tell him, listen, buddy. 
if this was like the first opportunity and for sure let you go free, but you had an opportunity already. And therefore this Jubilee year is not going to set you free. And therefore you have to tell us by a Machru base and that he goes free during a Yovel year. Why not then just tell me? The Nirza goes free because what? He basically already served a full term. He did his six years. He's after that. Aval Machru Basin. You might have thought the Machru Basin. And it's only been like year two or three. Delay Aval Leishesh. Amalo. I might have thought maybe he doesn't go free. Therefore, Sricha. That's why it is necessary to tell us by both. The Gemara will uh, do this last few lines and then we'll have a break. Vitzrich. The Mikhtav. The Pasuk has to tell us. Vishavtem. Which Pasuk is that? That's the same one we had in the first wide line. Vayikra Chav Hei. Pasuk Yud, and also Yitzrich Lemichtav in Shmois Chaf Aleph Pasuk Vav Leolam. Now Leolam, and he'll serve you forever. What do we darshan that over there? It doesn't mean forever and ever. It means forever of the Yovel year. Why do you have to tell me both of those? Di'i Kazarachmana only Leolam. I would have thought to say that where is it that Yovel applies to free the slave? Hava mina la olam mamish. If it only said la what does la olam really mean? Forever. That would mean sound like, no, he can serve him for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Therefore, Kasrachmanovish Shavtim. That's why I have a puzzle that says, no, no. Yovel year comes, he goes free. Okay, then why not just write Vishavtim? Vi Kasrachmanovish Shavtim. Great Hava mina over here. Havamina, I might have thought. Hani Mili, that the guy who has the board ear, the Nirza, that he goes free during the Yovel year, Hecha Delay Avad Sheish. Who goes free? So a bunch of people go free. Even the Nirza who's been serving since he had the board ear ceremony, a year or two or three or four. How about the guy who's already served, let's say, six plus years? I might have thought, Aval Hecha de Avad Sheish, that listen, he served the first six years, and then he did the Ritzia ceremony. And then he served another six years, lo yehei that maybe it's, it's like his end situation can't be worse than how he started out in the whole thing. sheish. What was his original sale to be a slave for? Six years, af nami sheish. So too, if he wants to stick around, how much long can he stick around for? Six, and no longer than six, Kamash Malan, that no, that's not the case. If he becomes a Nirza Laoilam, that teaches me Laoilam Oishel Yovel. There's a long time to go. If he was, let's say, sold and he had six years, and then he became a Nirza and there's still 25 years to go, you know how much longer he's agreeing to be an Evid? For another 25 years. Period. Ella! However many years there are to the Yovel. Right. That you might have thought that there's no way if he's becoming a nirtza, which is like a secondary type of servitude, that that could be longer than the original one. Kamash it can. Whether it's another two years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years possibly, that's what Laolam comes to tell you. Ella, and with this we will pause for now and pick up at the beginning of the next year.